0: What's up, everybody? How's it going? How are you guys doing? What is the good news happening in your life? So much to be thankful for, right? We'll pretend. (laughs) No, there really is a lot to be thankful for. (laughs) But some some days you got to look for it. You know, it's just one of those things. So I'm doing really good, doing really good, really good. And I just want to talk about some stuff, stuff that we care about, a little bit of law of attraction, a little bit of self-help, a little bit of goals and whatever else that comes out of my mouth. And I know you're going to love it. You're excited. You're hyped up. A new podcast to listen to. I'm going to try this, okay? I'm going to try to record every Thursday. Not try. I'm going to record every Thursday. And I'll publish it every Friday. That's my new conclusion that I reached after I spoke with my new counselor through BetterHelp. Not a plug. I'm into uh, counseling these days. And I'm always into that. I've always been into counseling since college, off and on. You know, it depends what kind of counselor you get and what kind of modality that they use. Back in the day, I uh, this is 20 years ago by now probably, 2000, 2001, when I first met with my uh, first counselor ever. Uh, it was just a talking thing, you just talk, and which is fine. So I've had those kind of uh, therapists for a while and then I met with a person who was into energy work, but also a psychologist. So I discovered some energy work kind of stuff, which, uh, like, you know, lifeline technique is the thing that he was using. And I thought, okay, let me try that out. Muscle testing and those kind of things. And then I uh, had various other kind of healers and stuff, you know. And now I'm back to uh, cognitive behavior therapy, which I like, which I heard about back in 2012, believe it or not. Now, if my old podcast was still alive, you would know that I went to Brazil in 2012 to do ayahuasca back in the day. There was a podcast, it's been deleted, but maybe some of you uh, have stuck with me through the uh, different podcasts. So in 2012, what happened? I quit my job and I went to uh, Brazil to do ayahuasca and because I heard about it. Actually, I quit my uh, job after ayahuasca, but that was in uh, April of 2012 and I had heard about this plant medicine through various podcasts, mainly uh, Joe Rogan podcast and you know, his partner, business partner, Marcus Aubrey. I was into those kind of things. So I thought, let me try this. And when I went there, there was one person who was uh, from America as well. I'm from the Chicago area. He was from, I believe, California. He was a psychotherapist. Or a counselor, or a psychologist, or psychiatrist—one of those uh, mind person. I'm not sure if it was a psychologist or a psychiatrist, but I think it was a psychologist. And very nice guy. We became uh, good friends for that moment. And the person running the center, the healing center, was a psychologist. She was Argentinian, if I remember correctly, but moved to Brazil. And she had her own. Like a foresty ayahuasca center enclosed in a forest, but there's buildings inside, if that makes sense. It's like a resort, not a resort, but it's kind of, you know what I mean? Like it's like uh, buildings, but not like uh, huge buildings that we see in America, but like a little, right? Kind of like camping, <laughs> something like that. But anyway, so, but she was also a psychologist. So I remember after one of the sessions, there was a total of three sessions that you could do out of seven days. I did two out of them, two out of the three. I believe it was after the first session uh, we were having lunch, dinner, breakfast, something. And then the person running the place said, Deepak, you should try uh, CBT when you get back to America, cognitive behavior therapy. I had never heard of that. And then the other the person, the student, uh, the person doing the ayahuasca, uh, but he's from America. He said, Well, I don't really like CBT. So that was my initial uh, encounter with the term CBT. I believe he worked with, uh, I think he worked with like prisons or something. He was a psychologist in a prison. So anyway, so that was kind of, uh, I had this like 50 50 where like, Oh, I should do CBT. I don't want to do CBT. One person liked it, one person did not like it. So when I came back I, I found a, a therapist and then he did the energy work and I went that route. I had people who do, did like uh, EFT on me, Donna Eden's energy medicine on me, reconnective healing, a little bit of Reiki, a lot of pranic healing, and various random things I tried. Now I'm officially back to CBT the most gold standard of therapy nowadays, and uh, I'm glad. CBT just means cognitive behavior therapy, which just means like change your thoughts, feelings, behaviors. It's just law of attraction, right? It's just like, you know, change the way you think, and that will um, then change the way you act, and you change the way you feel. You change your cognition, which is your thoughts. You change your behavior, which is actions. That's the therapy, and then nowadays they add mindfulness to it too. I think I told you this before, mindfulness therapy as well into it. So most CBT uses mindfulness as well, but it's a, it's everything. The difference is that if you go to a talk therapist, you just talk for an hour or thirty minutes. Usually, it's an hour, and then you leave. So you know, most of the time will be you talking, and the therapist will be listening and then they may say like one or two sentences. There's that kind of therapy that I've encountered before, which is, it feels good, but there's there's no real end. There's no goal, you're just going there once a week or twice a week or three times a week, and eventually, uh, you know, maybe through talking, you figure it out, or they figure it out, or something may happen. With CBT, there's goals and like things you work towards. There's progress, there's stats, right? So you, you you say what you want. Okay, well, I want to, one of the things was I want to record a podcast regularly. Why, I did go through that, I enjoy it, it's fun. And it's a creative outlet, something that I enjoy doing, and it's like a hobby, and it's fun, and why not? So why doesn't a person record when they want to record? Well, resistance, right? Stephen Pressfield calls it resistance. The art of war, no, the war of art. The war of art and you know Julia Cameron who wrote the artist Way talks about that blocks not really a block but just thoughts right insecurities and whatever that's the reason that you may not do your art because you don't really have to. It's optional. Creative work is kind of optional. you don't have to sing. you can go work at as, as like a factory worker but singing, dancing, writing, broadcasting, painting, these are all creative outlets that you can have thoughts around. So, we made it into a goal and uh, we talked about that. So, that was really uh, there's worksheets, you know, they ask you questions, you fill it out, and you measure your progress. So, I like that aspect of uh, CBT, which is like, well, let's, we're going somewhere. It's not just never ending talking. <laughs> And another benefit is that I like to stay positive even in therapy. Sometimes you gotta talk about the negative. We know that, you know, as a love direction student, whatever you're focusing on just magnifies. So if you go to a therapist and keep talking about the negatives, it just, you're just pushing it into the future. It's gonna happen again, right? Our thoughts go into the future, as Neville Goddard says, which was, when I heard it, I was like, holy cow. In one of his books or uh, talks, he talks about that, how thoughts go into the future, they don't go into the past. And when he said it like that, it really clicked in because that's what law of attraction is. A lot of people think that like thinking goes into the past, but it's going into the future. So when we discuss a negative topic over and over and over, and it feels negative, we're just making it worse in the future because it's gonna keep happening. Whatever you focus on grows. So uh, for better or worse, for um, for me when I go to therapy, I've always been an uplifting person, so I'll talk on the positives. I just want to like be uplifted and then get some results, like go somewhere, right? If I have an income goal, I want to go towards it. So it depends on the therapy. So I, ha- I was trying Brightside, which is a good service. I'm still using it. I told you about this. So uh, I like, uh, this is the year of traditional medicine for me, so... I'm using Brightside, and I have a doctor there, and I take the medicine there for my serotonin. Fantastic doctor. I found the doctor in Arizona last year. It's amazing. When I moved to Arizona for a couple months, and I know I had the inspiration to check Brightside. It's a long story, but I found the doctor there, and then a great doctor, you can talk to them online, chat, there's video as needed appointments and then prescription delivered through the mail and you know it was started right said it was started by the top psychiatrist from Facebook and I believe she's from Stanford and one of those like highly acclaimed people so I found their ad clicked on it found the doctor and then filled out the survey and I had a hunch that I needed uh, serotonin anyways because I'd been experimenting with serotonin for many years um, through various supplements and natural health so i knew it so but and then the questionnaire also said the same thing so i was like okay yeah <laughs> so i moved to arizona because it was the winter and the seasonal thing so i wanted to go there so i i found the solution and came back to chicago for now temporarily for uh to figure out other things so starting this year i went to the traditional route right i went to a real doctor and i told you about that i mean uh not a real doctor but a traditional doctor and i got you know flu shots and covid shots and And uh, vaccines, and uh, let me take some medicine, right? I got my pantoprazole for my stomach. I feel so much better now, so much better than trying all these like natural remedies that I tried for ten years, ten plus years—ginger, turmeric, juicing, and all these things. You know, just take pantoprazole. I feel great. So uh, one of those things, I thought, let me get a mind coach. So I tried Brightside. They have uh, therapy as well. It's different. Still online, you can text them and you can video chat them, but uh, there, you know, I think it's limited there. Like for example, you're assigned a therapist and then I had one and she's nice, but it didn't really click. So I went to another one. I asked them if they can change. They gave me another one and she's okay, nice. But just something didn't click. It was one of those talking, even though it was supposed to be CBT, I just found myself talking and nothing really got resolved. So then I thought, let me try betterhelp.com. They say that they're the largest online telehealth people. This chair squeaks, by the way, that I'm sitting on. And uh, hopefully you don't mind. I'm trying not to move. But this chair that I got from Amazon, freaking uh, nice chair, but it makes a no- noise now. I'm trying to be very still to record this podcast for you. But if you hear a squeak, let it go, you know. So I, uh, I tried BetterHelp, largest um, number of counselors on there. It's like the Uber of counseling, right? And Uber is you get drivers from an app. And bright side is you can get doctors and uh, therapists through the app, medicine. And then if you, the place that has the largest counselors is BetterHelp, according to them. So there's so many that. Uh, it's initially different because right when you start, you fill out a questionnaire and you have preferences. You can check if you want a Christian person or not, spiritual person or non-spiritual, male or female, age group, you know, older person or younger person. Like there's all these things they can, preferences. If you only want to do video chat, uh, you can do video chat. It's, everything's optional. There's video chat, there's live chat, and then there's, you can unlimited texting. Uh, those are the ways that you, you can leave a voice uh, message in the chat for your counselor so there's all these kind of variations and if you want a video person some people do video so you can click that app uh, thing uh, so there's all these kind of uh, customizations and then you fill out the questionnaire and then they say well within 24 to 48 hours usually sooner you'll get hooked up to a counselor you could change your counselor anytime you can Read their reviews. You can check their background. It's you know, all that info is there. Really great. So I did that, and I got like a counselor set up within like three, two hours. <laughs> I was expecting like two days, and uh, I got within a couple of hours. Oh, so I was excited. So I set up a thing, you know, appointment, a video chat, and then we could talk, any, you know, all day if you want. Uh, message unlimited messaging. So you can just ask questions. So we chatted a little bit and then she gave me a worksheet from a website called therapyaid.com. It's built in to the BetterHelp, but I had been to therapyaid.com before. I've been to these therapy websites where they give you worksheets. So this is already into the integrated into this uh, BetterHelp. I initially, uh, right away I was like, oh, this is great. It's gonna be great. So the first worksheet was therapy goals and then it just ask you questions, and you fill it out on the site, you know, like, what are your goals? What are your blah, blah, blah. And you fill it out and the therapist gets it. So that was initially I, I was like, oh, this is great uh, right away. Uh, and then from that, the therapist will set up my she set up my goals for me. There's a goals tab, which popped up today. So you can see that it's built for like it's really like deep. Whereas Brightside, and, uh, nothing wrong with Brightside, but I think they are better with doctors and medication. There's therapy there, but uh, this one has more, it's more specialist. So within the app, there's an app, and you can also log in through the website on the phone or a laptop. And there's the section for, um, I don't know the chat is there. It's a running chat with your therapist. One section for journal. It's a private journal. You can, they ask you questions daily. You can fill it out. Guided journal. So you know it's optional. You can do it. And then if you want, you can send it to your counselor for her to read, him or her to read. That's also an additional optional like thing. So that's cool. There's a section for uh, scheduling. You can set up the next appointment. It could be a live chat or a video or whatever. You know. And then there's groupinars, group webinars. So I went to one, uh, signed up for one yesterday. I signed up for all of them yesterday, actually. There's four, but I only went to one. Uh, they record all of them, and they'll mail it to you. Uh, you can access it later. So I went to the first one, 10 a.m., led by a licensed clinical social worker, a different person, a group presentation on a selected topic, and there's many topics. So the one I went to in the morning was called uh, Self-Care for Physical Self-Care. I believe it ran one hour, and then it was really good. And uh, there was a running chat on the side. You can talk to the person doing the presentation. There's people from all over the world, Kenya, Romania, America, UK. I was like, wow. I didn't know BetterHelp was all over the world. Now, this sounds like a sales pitch for BetterHelp. I'm just excited about it. I'm not selling you on it. It's just fun. I'm into all these different uh, things, you know. So whenever I find something, I get excited. So I'm just talking about it. Like, you know, it's just interesting. I had been to, when I first went to counseling back in 2001, I was going to school down, downstate, you know, three hours away. And we, I guess we went through insurance. So we had a counselor in the city of Chicago. And so, when I had to go visit the counselor, I had to drive like three hours from my college, university <laughs> and then drive back three hours. I did that a couple times. In hindsight, that was never going to work. There was no telecon, there's no tele, telephone counseling, or there's definitely no video back then. This is 2000, 2001. Before YouTube, before Facebook, right? Back then, it might have still been AOL. So, uh, and then I, I remember doing that a couple times. And I'm like, this is like crazy, can't do that. And of course, the university has their own counselors. And um, I'm into coaching. I like coaches, you know. I like experts. And I want an expert in every field. So there, if you don't go the counseling route, you can go through life coaches. And there's all these kind of people out there. And I've tried a lot of them. I tried one life coach. But no disrespect, but I believe her life was worse than mine. <laughs> So I was like, oh, okay. Like, after the first session, I was like, oh, her life is like a bigger mess than mine. Like, I can't have a counsel, life coach. It was a psychic slash life coach. I met her at uh, one of the, you know, fairs. Nice person, but I was like, I think she needed the counseling, <laughs> coaching more than me. Uh, don't mean it in a bad way, but, you know, you'll meet people like that. And then I went through another counselor in the area, and it was a young girl lady and it was just felt like uh, like the newness it was too new for her or that's the way I took it like it didn't, we didn't click so that's when I realized okay maybe I need like an older person who's been in the game for many years no disrespect to a new person but it just felt like there's a vibe wasn't there then I found that other one I went to I know so I've been to a lot Different, so I have a variety of experiences, so I kind of know. So it takes kind of a knowledge and something like a gut feeling maybe to know that one person's not right for you and that another person might be better. If you go to a doctor, you assume every doctor knows everything equally. Even MD, it's not true. And if you go to like five different ones, the same specialty, you'll realize, oh, okay, there's variation in doctors. In hindsight, that's obvious. But initially when you go to a person you expect them to know everything that everybody else knows. The doctor is a doctor. It's not how it is. Same way with therapists. You know, you gotta find the one that clicks personality wise, style wise, and uh you know, experience wise and many different there's many different gender. So it's nice that this now there's services like BetterHelp and there's others I see online. I've seen ads for like Headspace, no that's not, uh, Cerebral and Talkspace, and it must be a big thing now. But telehealth, uh, it's cash, so you gotta pay cash. It's I a mean, credit card, it's not uh, insurance coverage, so they can do more. There's more freedom, right? If you go through insurance, you might have to go through somebody who's in your area. What are the odds that the person that is assigned to you through insurance is the right match? Low odds, so I had a really good session. I like it. I'll let you know how it goes. I like coaching. I like uh, impartial a person who can kind of tell me, uh, you know, we all have blind spots and we all have, uh, you know, whatever. And somebody who's an expert but a kind person can kind of share it with you. And and another thing I was thinking about was if you're into thinking, grow rich, or any they talk about mastermind groups. So mastermind group is two or more minds, right? Working on the same goal, uh, same purpose. Uh, two minds are more than uh, more than two, like one plus one is more than two, uh, two, kind of thing. So two minds create like an exponential kind of a thing. So you know, a lot of people have ma- they create mastermind groups either in person or on Facebook or whatever. But I thought, well, account so that you match with mesh with. That's a mastermind group. I had that thought yesterday. I was like, holy cow, it is. Anybody's master, you know, Any two, you and your friend discussing a thing, that's a mastermind group. So I was really excited about that. So I'm, it's my first uh, session and I had a really good time, you know, it depends. We go through phases where we talk to somebody and then we don't and whatever, but so far, so good. I'm excited. So one of my goals is, you know, you gotta be creative. If you're a creative person, I think everybody's creative. Uh, if you're a creative person, you have to create. I've known that. And, uh, now I'm recognizing the purpose and the, the, uh, benefit and the health benefits and mind benefits of being creative. If you're a singer, you have to sing. I've said this before, you know, like I know it. If you're a writer, you have to write. You don't have to, but if you want to be happy, Isaac Asimov has that quote, uh, you know why do I write? The same thing. Reason he breathes. For he, I'm paraphrasing, but he he writes because he same way he has to breathe to live. So uh, you know he writes to live. He has to, and he wrote like a billion books, and I love him. And uh, so it's one of those war of art kind of things. And um, let's talk about some law of attraction. Um, love it. Can't get enough of it. I want more manifestations. I'm sure you do too. I'm on, I'm on it. I'm trying to figure it out. How do things manifest? How do things materialize? I'm on it. I'm a detective. I'm studying this all day, every day. So I'll let you know when any breakthrough comes through. As far as I know, as a student of the game, you get what you think about. You get what you think about. Now, uh, the, the, Law of Attraction 1.0, if you think about a car, you get the car. If you think about a girl, you get the girl. If you think about the guy, you get the guy. If you think about a watch, you get the watch, kind of, right? Now, the 2.0 Abraham Hicks style is like, well, you don't, it depends. If you think about the car, you may get the car you may not get the car because there's wanted and unwanted. If you think about money, you may get money or you may not get it. It depends on how it feels. Some people are thinking about money, but it's activating the feeling of not having it. If it activates that feeling, you're kind of pushing. You're just pushing it away. If you think about a car, but you feel like you don't have it, you're just activating more of not having it. It's two subjects, you know. It's two parts: wanted and unwanted, or plenty and lack. You don't have to think about money to get money. Right? Another Abraham thing. You don't have to think about the thing to get it. You just have to be happy. Everything you want will come because happy is a vibration. If you just, all you did was be happy all day by like talking about your cat, <laughs> let's say you, love, you have a cat and you blogged about it all day and you felt so happy, you'll get everything else that you want because you're happy. In the future, happiness attracts more happiness, right? You know, that's why these people who love sports and they played all day, MJ, Tom Brady, whoever uh, love the game, they got everything else the money, the houses, the car, everything else comes because they're focused on the thing that they love. So they're in that vibration of love all day long as much as possible. So if you have a thing that you love and you focus on it all day long, you'll get everything else that you want. Love is the top vibration. Let's talk about the emotional guidance scale. So uh, this is the thing that I love the most out of Abraham, I think, right? I love all of it, but... For many years, I did not pay attention to this, but once I started looking at it, I got it. Everything started making sense. Uh, this is after like 10 plus years of uh Abraham-ing. <laughs> For the longest time, I just listened to their talks on YouTube, like all day long, many years, and I loved it. But I didn't really understand what was going on until a couple years ago, I decided to figure out like what do these things mean? And then I was, oh, okay, they're talking about emotions. I did not realize that. <laughs> can you believe that? I discovered Abraham in 2008. So, uh, the emotional guidance scale, it's in their Ask and It Is Given book. You don't need it. You can find it on Google. I just find it on Google Images. You'll find all these pictures. It's just 22 emotions. But once I understood that everything Abraham talks about is based on this scale, then all their talks make sense. Without it, it didn't make sense. It was confusing. For example, number one vibration, love, appreciation, joy, uh, freedom, empowerment, knowledge. That's their number one vibration. It, they're all equal. Love and joy, it's all the same for them. Number two, passion. Number three, enthusiasm, eagerness, happiness. Number four, positive expectation slash belief. Faith, you can call it faith. Those top four uh, emotions, vibrations, are known as the vortex. So when Abraham says get in the vortex, they're saying feel those emotions. Get through, uh, somehow figure out a way to get through one through four, somewhere there. Number five, optimism. Number six, I'm doing this from memory. Number six, hopefulness. Number seven, contentment. So one through seven are positive emotions. From eight on down goes to negative. Eight is boredom. And it goes all the way down to number 22, which is like despair and the lowest emotions. So for them, there's 22 vibrations. The goal is to be at the as high as possible. You may not get to the highest in one day, depending on where you start. That's why sometimes venting feels good, sometimes venting feels bad. If you're at number 22, powerless, and you talk about something that makes you angry, it makes you feel better because you went from 22 to you know higher. Anger is higher. I think anger is like 19 or something. And if, you, if you're at number one and you start going on an angry rant, you just lower your vibration all the way down and it feels terrible. <laughs> Have you ever done that? It feels terrible. So that's the difference. That's why some t- techniques, that one technique that w- works for one person may not work for you because you may be at a different vibration in that moment, right? So sometimes uh, venting, like doing a morning pages and venting, that's a Julia Cameron technique, right? Morning pages where you free write whatever's in your mind for three pages in the morning. Get it all out. Sometimes that feels good. Sometimes it feels bad. So when it feels good, it's a good technique. When it feels bad, it's a bad technique. So any technique, if it feels good, if it's good for you specifically, if it feels bad, it's bad for you specifically. So nobody else can know how it feels except you because only you're in your body, right? It's a big thing that figured out that Abraham is teaching. So it's a vibrational thing. It's an individual thing. And it's moment by moment. Just because I'm at a love vibration in this moment doesn't mean uh, tomorrow I will be here. I have to work at it every single day. It gets easier with time, and eventually the average vibration will be higher because you're doing more things that you like and are passionate about and thinking about more things that you like. It's like surfing or you know some kind of skill. It's like a free throw percentage You improve with practice. It's vibrational surfing. And that's the game. The the whole game, as Abraham teaches it, is an emotional game. Think thoughts that feel good. Do things that feel good. Meditate because it feels good. Because you're not thinking. That's kind of their three process, uh, three things. No thinking, positive thinking, positive actions. Purpose is to feel good. Joy of vibration, love of vibration, right? Appreciation, thinking about good things. So, for me, when I make a podcast, I'm talking about things that I love and it feels really good. How great is that? And when you listen to a content and it feels really good, that's making you feel good. So, that's why a person can heal by watching funny shows rather than focusing on how to uh, heal their illness. Like Norman Cousins, his book, Anatomy of an Illness, he had some kind of a fatal disease and he watched funny shows and he healed himself. That's the story. I think he watched like Three Stooges or something. Laughed all day. Laughter is medicine, right? Why? Because you're not thinking about the thing and you're feeling good. When you feel good, you're a high vibration. Eventually things become better. High vibration solves all things. How great is that? So... That is basic law of attraction, as Abraham teaches it. It's not like, how do I get $100,000 tomorrow? <laughs> Some people teach that. I've yet to figure that out. Um, when I figure it out, I'll let you know. But I think, I think Abraham would say, if it feels good, think about it. Usually when people think about $100,000 by tomorrow, they feel really bad because they know that it's not going to come tomorrow. But if you can convince yourself that you already have it and it feels good, most likely it's going to come fast. That's the game. To think about it or not think about it based on how it feels. That's it. And then you got to do what you love. For me, I love the idea of podcasting for some reason. I love it. Now, every day that I don't podcast or think about like not podcasting or, oh, I don't need to do resistance, right? It kind of tears my vibration apart. I could say that differently. I kind of, I'm I'm pulling me down right you love to write but you don't write you love to sing but you don't sing right or you love to play basketball but you don't that conflict is tearing the that causes many other issues cuz you want you love something so much but you're thinking that you're not doing it because you're thinking some resistant thoughts it's pulling you down so you got to do what you love you have no choice unless you want to be really unhappy you know so I was talking about that with my uh, counselor. I was like, and she got it. She's like, hey, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, she told her version of the story, you know, where she has to do what she loves, which is uh, helping people therapeutically. When she retired, she felt really terrible. And she's like, well, I gotta, I can't not do what I love. I have to do it. So she got back into it. And uh, I was like, oh yeah, she gets it. And she's like, yeah, I get it. You gotta do what you love. You have to. Don't have to, but if you want to be happy. Big lesson I learned today, and the thing about podcasting is you don't really have to, a person doesn't have to do it, it's optional. Painting is optional, unless you're, that's your work. Uh, Writing a book is optional, writing fiction is optional. Uh, Sharing your gift, she talked about that, and that's the thing that I've learned from Steve Harvey and Joel Osteen and these spiritual people. Everybody has a gift, right, spiritually. You're given a gift, personal traits that other people can benefit from. And part of the thing is you share your gift publicly. You give it, it's your gift. You give it to the world. If you don't do it, kind of feels bad. kind of really feels bad. So everybody has gifts. Your gift might be cooking or, I mean cooking could be like, you know, you understand food and flavors and combinations or whatever that is, you know. Some people have the gift of comedy, Steve Harvey, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, those kind of people, and uh, that's their gift. And uh, some people are organizational, some people are good drivers, or whatever the gift is. It's a personality trait that comes out into the world. For me, I like talking about these kind of things. I get hyped up, I get excited, I love puns, I love uh, research reading and uh, learning as much as possible, and I can explain things in my own way, and for whatever reason, people like my, uh, <laughs> I said that to my concert too, I was like oh, photo-. She's like, oh, what do you think? Like, oh, yeah, I know, I get it, yeah. So, you know, people like your personality, and they want to be around you, that's, that's a gift. Something happens to people that feel uplifted. Uh, and so you have a gift. you got to share it. It's really easy to figure it out because it's uh, something, it's born with it, so it's a personality trait. For example, could anybody else have started Amazon than Jeff Bezos? Could anybody else have started Tesla, made it big than uh, Elon Musk? It's a certain personality trait, right? He's not going to be a dancer. He's not going to be an accountant. He's had to do that. Had to do it. Otherwise they'd be unhappy. You know, Oprah has to be Oprah, right? Michael Jordan has to be Michael Jordan. It's not Michael Jordan the counselor. It's not Michael Jordan the, you know, whatever. He played basketball, he loved it, and it brought joy to a lot of people to watch it for some reason. People watch other people doing stuff. (laughs) Cooking shows, right, you know? So I am embracing my gifts and letting go of the resistance and recording and it's fun. I had to tell myself that. So, And I know you're enjoying it. of attraction, how do things manifest? Because we think about it. Our mind creates reality. Why? Because we have to go into the bigger picture. Uh, we're spiritual beings living a human experience. That's the premise. What does that mean? We're all non-physical uh, love energy living a video game known as life. The physical reality, even though it seems really real, it's a game. It's... A dream it's uh it, it, I mean, it's a real dream but it's it's like a it's like an exploration right physical life as far as i know as taught by abraham and others when you when you croak when you die when you pass away you go back to the love energy because that's where you come from i guess right so uh croaking is a good experience according to abraham dying is a good experience and uh Meaning, after your transition, you don't even care. It's like waking up from a dream, and you go, "Oh, that was just a dream." Oh, okay. Oh, I want to do it again. It's like playing a video game. Oh, I want to do it again. You know. But when you're in it, it feels really real. Life feels really real, and I'm not going to deny that this is real. But I'm sure you've had those moments where you uh, wake up from a dream in a hazy state, or a psychedelic experience, or a spiritual experience, where you're like, "Oh yeah, this is all like an illusion." And you get to create your own reality. So you can create your own reality because the reality was created by a thought. What's it the same. The consciousness. The mind creates the reality. In the bigger sense and in our own sense. I create my reality. Everything I'm living right now, thus far, is because of everything that I've thought and paid attention to and felt in all my past days. Today is the furthest most manifestation of everything uh, as a... a accumulation, accumulative effect of my vibration is today and then tomorrow is another manifestation. So if I want to change my future manifestations, I have to think and feel differently than I have done if I want something different. What can I think about? What can I uh, feel? Think about things that I appreciate and feel appreciation and love. That's the game. Feel good. And then more good will come. Law of attraction is a magnet. It's just a magnetic principle, meaning like One thought, you think one thought long enough, Abraham says something like 15 to 17 seconds, another similar thought will come to it, you'll think it, magnetically, it just happens. And then it just rolls fast, 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 fast. Best time to think the good thought is right after meditation or right after you wake up, when the momentum is slow. Think the best thought you can right after you wake up. That's the game, and then build that momentum. You know, it's the ga- uh, the game of life. So that's a skill we need uh, to master this game. And then you do things that you love. You pay attention to how you feel. Feelings are the indicator. Feelings are inside your body. Nobody else can feel for you. I don't think. And, uh, you know, the vibrational meter is inside each of us. So you know the path for you based on how it feels. You know if a thought is good for you or an action is good for you by thinking about it and seeing how it feels inside. Feelings are the most important thing. It's the vibration that tells you which way you're going. We want to go up. We want to go good. We want to go positive. That's the game. So you start where you are. You know, I could be at number 19 or I could be at number 17 or whatever. Number seven. My goal is to do things I love and feel good. And uh, There's many ways to do that. The classic ways I say is no thinking, positive thinking, positive actions. One day I just thought of that, but that's other people talk about it. Uh, it's no thinking, is like uh, meditation, mindfulness meditation, TM meditation, Abraham meditation, whatever meditation where you s- quiet your thoughts, Vipassana meditation, right? Whatever method. Paying attention to the air conditioner, that's Esther meditation. Uh, whatever, quiet your mind, that's no thinking. Positive thinking, gratulists things that I love, uh, things that I appreciate, the good qualities about the people I like, right? Writing it down, thinking it, speaking it, positive affirmations, I am affirmations. Any thought that makes you feel better is a positive thinking. Thinking a better feeling thought, any of the Abraham processes, it's all about thinking a better feeling thought. Positive actions, now this varies from person to person. For me, exercise, Flossing, right? Exercise, flossing, and then um, I guess for sure podcasting. Being kind to others, helping others at times feels good. Um, Being a kind person, compassionate. uh, Eating the right foods that agree with me. Drinking, hydration feels good. Taking my supplements and vitamins and medicine feels good. And certain actions that feel good. Listen to music. Watching funny shows, watching uh, good uh, educational shows, good podcasts, my podcast that you're listening to right now, Positive Action, of course. And so, whatever the, those things are, you know, it feels good to you. Going to the forest, sometimes going for a drive and uh, listen to good music, uh, caffeine. I love caffeine. Sunny days. And, you know, for people who have pets petting your cat, hanging out with your dog. If you've got nieces and nephews, sometimes that's really fun, talking to the babies who are able to talk, it's great. I did not know that, I like uh, babies. What's the word? Two-year-olds, three-year-olds, toddlers? When they're first able to speak, like, I get along with babies. <laughs> it's so fun, like, I never knew that was a thing. I have a niece, and then one of my friends has a baby, Like. I understand babies. It's all show and tell. You show them like random things and they love it. (laughs) They love movement and like jokes and like uh, clanging things and the best. And babies are like pure. It's, uh, I never knew, I mean, never knew that before. Uh, But like two to three thus far, it's great. They can understand words and they, you know, they smile and they're like friendly, (laughs) pure babies. I love them. So that's a thing that I think about. It makes me laugh. Like, I love babies. I was an anti-kid person all these years. Now I'm like, oh, babies are pure. I like animals, birds, bird watching, going to forest, seeing geese, little birds, squirrels, bunnies. I got lots of them in the backyard. So I see them when I'm on the treadmill. Every time I'm on the treadmill, they usually come right by the window eating grass and, you know, bird uh, birds eating worms or whatever they're doing. So it's like a free view of what, you know, of these kind of animals. Squirrels chasing each other and bunnies just chilling. Sometimes they chase each other too. So those kind of things make you feel good? Do it. Certain movies make you feel good? Do it. The goal, end goal is to feel good today in this moment and then maintain it as much as possible, and then start over again tomorrow. Momentum will build. After after seven days, 14 days, 30 days, just massive momentum builds, and then you become one of those people who feels more good than bad. That means your vibration is higher, on average, than lower. That's it. That's all there is. And then you get inspired. You get some ideas, hunches. You follow them, and they work out, and you realize, okay, that feeling, with that thought, and I did it, and it came out pretty well. Okay, I get it. I'm going to follow those hunches more. And you kind of have like a uh, hit ratio, like a you know, free throw percentage. You're like, okay, this thought felt like this, and I did it, and it felt like this, and this happened, and mm, I'm going to follow th- more of those kind of thoughts and actions. Oh, my percentage is good, right? Then you become that person, freaking high vibrational person where everything is, you know, you love that live, love vibration. This is where the yogis and these elite people, amma, those kind of people live, supposedly. Love vibration. I heard Byron Katie, the author, and um, I guess you can call her counselor, counselor to the people. Author of the work. She's got free videos everywhere, and she talks about the work. And I heard her on Oprah one time, and she said she's always in love vibration. I said, "Oh wow! Like elite level, and where she started from was the exact opposite. So it's amazing. And maybe, maybe Eckhart Tolle, maybe Dalai Lama, those kind of people are living in the of vibration through practice over many, many years, and thinking thoughts that they love, and doing things that they love, and meditating, being present. It sounds very simple when we say it, right?" <laughs> It's the execution that matters. So today I talked to the counselor. And I thought, no, I really love podcasting. And I've been thinking about it since 2011. I've had podcasts and I delete them and I have podcasts. And I delete them and I have podcasts. I'm like, why am I making them? It's like an optional thing. Are they even good? I don't even know. And these kind of thoughts, right? Like there's a, everybody has a podcast, a billion podcasts out there. And then she said, well, you know, that's true, but you know, you never know. Maybe something that you said may benefit somebody else across the world somewhere you don't even know it. And she said that you know she has two th- criteria for doing things. It energizes her and it benefits others. So she likes to write, so she does that. It energizes her and it benefits others. So I thought, hmm. So it's nice to have somebody experienced, like a mature mentor who kind of reflects back the, to you some of the positive that you already think and some of the positive that you may not have thought of, and so that made me feel good because a lot of times if you're a creative person, not everybody around you is creative, maybe, uh, or you know, not every, if you're a podcaster, not everybody's a podcaster, or if you're, you know, what I mean, like, most likely you're different than other people around you, most likely, unless you're hanging out in those kind of groups. So I told her it's like Harry Potter. Being in, like, a muggle family, it's kind of like that. And I'm sure everybody feels like a Harry Potter surrounded by muggles because, you know, we're all wizards in a way of our own life. And uh, we all feel special in our own way, but maybe others don't understand. But I think that's a universal feeling. (laughs) Because when you look outside, everybody looks like a regular person, and you feel like a person that's different. But if you saw me on the street, like I'd look like a regular person, yet I feel like I'm the special one, and then you feel like you're the special one. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, so 50 minutes. I'll, I'll, I'm going to go for an hour, no matter what. So I'm going to think of some things to talk about. So let's see. So for me, basically, I may have, in the ideal scenarios, wake up, I think the best positive thought possible. Not that difficult, like try to think of something that I appreciate or like or my pillow or something. That's what Abraham talks about. Build that momentum. Savor it. Even Louise Hay, in her daily routine, she says when she wakes up, she thinks of things to be grateful for around her, you know, her bed, thank you my bed for supporting me at night, and my pillows, and you know, start from where you are and then you kind of build out. It definitely takes practice and persistence to build that habit. You start with that, and then and at some point you'll meditate, early in the morning, right? Clear the mind. Jerry Seinfeld in one of the uh, transcendental meditation talks, he makes a joke that like, it seems odd that you would meditate right after sleeping because you just slept. Why do you need to meditate? You just rested, why should you rest again? But if you look at the pillow and your bed, it doesn't look like what happened there was peaceful. It looked like a war zone. It's a Jerry Seinfeld joke uh, in trying to explain TM. So a lot of times rest, but meditation you get guaranteed rest. Body gets rest, right? So, uh, and then vibrationally you raise your vibration by not thinking on purpose. So meditation, 20 minutes, If you do the Abraham meditations, it's 15 minutes. I do my TM, it's 20 minutes. Sometimes I'll do a guided mindfulness meditation by John Kabat-Zinn, John Kabat-Zinn on YouTube. There's many different versions, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Sometimes I'll do the 29 minute one. Sometimes I'll do the 45 minute one, depending on my mood. Some point in the day. And so there's many different meditations that you pick from, and meditation every day is guaranteed for me. Appreciation, I make it a habit to think good thoughts, journaling good thoughts. Sometimes I'll reframe negative thoughts into positives if I'm already feeling good. If you're not feeling good, then rule number one is to feel good, right? You don't work on your problems when you feel bad. You work on your problems from a high vibration, not a low vibration, so rule number one is always get in the vortex, which means feel good, which means appreciation, love, you know that kind of feeling. You know what it feels like. Another way I look at it is eight out of 10. So I made this, this is actually from the happiness measure questionnaire. It's called Four Dice Survey or something, but uh, part one of that is a 10 point scale from zero to 10. Uh, you know, very unhappy, Extremely unhappy, very unhappy, pretty unhappy, mildly unhappy, blah, 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 and then neutral, and then all the way up to extremely happy, pretty happy, and then very extremely happy, very happy, pretty happy. I think that's eight through 10. So another way I look at it is I wanna be eight through 10, how I feel. And I judge that by just by looking at the scale and kinda guessing how I feel. Like my eyes will look at a, I'll look at the scale and my eyes will land at like let's say a seven. Okay, I'm a seven. Six, okay, I'm a six. There's also the Oxford Happiness Questionnaire that I told you about before. You can fill out the questionnaire. It's I think it's 29 questions, free online. You can find it. Or there's a profile of mood states. It's a, a six, there's a 65-question version. It takes a little bit longer, more effort. Sometimes I'll do that. So there's uh, various ways to measure your happiness or vibration, if you want to call it. And then you raise it. So I like to know where I'm, what I'm, how I'm feeling, and how to feel better. Exercise, meditate, music, appreciate, gratitude list. Those are guaranteed ways. Forest, guaranteed on a sunny day. Caffeine, guaranteed. Right, podcast, guaranteed. Talking to a like-minded counselor or a mentor, guaranteed. Being around happy people that you like, guaranteed. Certain shows and videos I can watch over and over, guaranteed way. I have a playlist, I'm sure you do too on YouTube, right? You make your own playlist of things that you like. You can go back and watch it over and over, guaranteed. Certain movies, Back to the Future for me, guaranteed. The other day I I saw Casablanca, I rewatched it on Amazon. I bought it, and uh, it's so good. So there's a period in my life a few years ago where I would watch um, the top movies of all time. There's a list called AFI, American Film Institute Top Hundred. The there's a nineteen ninety eight version, and then they updated it in two thousand seven. The top one hundred movies, as you know, by the rated by the Film Institute. I think number one is um, number two might be Goodfellas. Number one might be uh, whatever, and then number three is Casablanca. And I so I went through the list, uh, watching a few of those, and I thought Casablanca. I've heard of it. I gotta watch it. I watched it. I, I, it's black and white, but it's so good for me. It's so good. So I rewatched it the other day, and uh, it might have something to do with the Fourth of July, maybe, because I was feeling patriotic, and I thought, let me see some Casablanca, because it's a movie about America and the other countries during World War II, I think. And there's love stories in there, and uh, it all blends in. But I, I just felt really, ah, so good. So there's things like that you can. I, I like Psych. I watch it all the time, every day. Psych uh, TV show. It's on Amazon Prime. One of my favorite shows. It's just funny, lighthearted. It's about murder mysteries, but it's more about uh, friendship and humor and silliness and and uh, there's a love story in there too. But Kind of a lighthearted show for me. So I like watch a couple episodes of Psych. I like TNG, Star Trek TNG. I can watch some episodes of that and background. It makes me feel good. 90s Bulls, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan stories, love that. 90s wrestling clips, sometimes I watch that. The Rock, Hollywood Hogan, you know, brings back memories. So there's go-tos. Sometimes I'll watch some animal clips on YouTube. Uh, recently I was watching, um, people put like cameras inside bird houses that they built and then they you know, they'll capture what the birds are doing. So I, I saw a clip of this bird building a nest. I think it was over 21 days, time-lapse and lays an egg and the other bird, assuming the dad bird comes in. It was just really interesting. It's like an ultra four K version inside a bird's nest. Holy cow. Did not know how birds behaved inside a nest. First it comes in through the hole, it looks around, leaves, looks around, comes back, looks around, leaves, like then it brings some like leaves and stuff to build a nest, then takes it out. It was really odd. Then finally it makes a big nest and then lays an egg and uh, the bird hatches and it's so interesting. I saw the bird documentary on Disney Plus. That was another interesting thing that I did. You know, I like birds, so I saw this movie called bird, "The Big Year" on Amazon. It Was okay. Jack Black, Steve Martin, but it was about people who are birders. Didn't know that existed, birders. But these are people who just like watch birds. It's a competition. People who can watch, uh, who can see the most variety of birds in a year. Something like that. Uh, people do a lot of things <laughs> for fun, and that's about people who left their real jobs because it was boring, and they're like, "I'm just going to be a birder for a year, traveling all over the world to find the most exotic birds and and log it in their journal." It's all honor system as far as the movie. Like nobody knows. You can lie, but they don't lie, and uh, you know they go to Alaska and. New York and whatever, whatever, you know, South America to find these like exotic birds. Fishing, some people like fishing. When I go to the forest, I see people fishing all the time. That's their hobby. Some people like kayaking. So it's just doing what you love. Some people like gaming. So the bottom line that I'm learning over and over is that you gotta do what you love. You can do everything else, but if you don't do what you love, for example, I can appreciate, I can exercise, I can meditate, I can gratitude list and music and whatever I'm doing. But if I don't do the one thing that I really like, I like writing, I like podcasting. After a few weeks, start to feel really blah, and various things start to happen, and you're like, oh, right, and it's like oh. Then you remember, oh yeah, you gotta do that thing that you love. Should I? Shouldn't I? Should I? Shouldn't I? You should. You got to. No choice, because you love it. It's just one of those things, if you love it, you love it. If you're a public speaker, you gotta be a public speaker. If you love, uh, uh, you know, public service as like a politician or whatever, a government worker, you, if you're a volunteer, you got it. you have to. Otherwise, many unseemingly related things will go wrong. And you'll be chasing symptoms rather than the root cause. And according to Louise Hay, the root cause of everything is self-love, right? So she says, and uh, a lot of teachers teach that. And also, also doing things that you love, love, more love, top vibration. We made it. It's going to be 16 minutes soon. Holy cow! I'm gonna. So I found this new editing software on. So for the longest time I made a podcast, I just put it up without listening to it. And then for a while I listened to it and edited it myself on Audacity. It's a free software. That was really difficult. It was lowering my vibration. Then I found some audio engineers on uh, Fiverr and I would send my file to them and they will edit it in a day or two and give it back and I will upload that without listening. For some reason, when I listen to my own voice, it sounds odd. So I did that for a while. But each of those cost $44 per 60 minutes, something like that. And it was fine. But uh, so then I thought, okay, I did that for a while. Now I'm like, well, is there an automatic way to edit podcasts? And I found this software online, AI powered. So I'm going to try that out so I can do it myself. There's a seven day free trial. And then something like $33 per month, unlimited. So that makes it easier. So I'm going to try to do that. Not try, I'm going to do that. And uh, i will make it easier. So see how technology improves and when you have a desire, it comes to you. A long time ago, I used to do podcasts on a, a thing called Libsyn.com. It was like 15 bucks a month or something. And then it was a 20 bucks or whatever it was. you know. And then I stopped and then I thought, I want a free way to uh, record a podcast. And then I found, somehow I found Anchor app. It's free, <laughs> free storage. It's just free. I was like, oh, then I want to find the editing. I found Audacity, then I want to do uh, outsource it. then I found the term audio engineer. I didn't know that existed. Podcast editors, you know. Ask and is given all the time, so no resistance. So I was like, let me see. Oh, there's a thing. Great. Let's edit this up and put it up just for you and just for me. And I'll have another one for you next week. So this can be a weekly thing. That's my intention. Record every Thursday. Bang, one hour. Why not? And then you're gonna do what you love. Why not? Gotta do it. So hope you have a really good week. I will I'm always blogging. I have my blog. You can go find it. And I'm always writing things on there. I create a Facebook page for my blog. So whatever I post on my blog, I'll just po- I'm posting it exactly on my Facebook page. So I noticed that a lot of people are on Facebook, so people don't may not go to blogs. So that's another way to read, follow the page if you want. And why wouldn't you want it, right? Maybe I'll post my uh, podcast on there too. i I have to think about that. But then my podcast has its own page, and uh, of course you're listening to it on Google Podcasts or iTunes or whatever. So it's automatically subscribed. So the newest thing is I'm, I put it on Facebook, my blog post. So people who are into reading my stuff can read it there. Sometimes I write random things, funny things, or I'll have a daily uh, good morning post or things, links that I like and things that improve my life. I usually post there on my blog and now on Facebook. So follow that and I'll have more for you audio-wise next week. Take it easy, have a good one. Talk to you later, this is Deepak, of course, right? You notice how I didn't put my links up? Yeah, you'll find it. You know where it is, right? Figure it out. You'll figure it out. (laughs) Take it easy, bye.